Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Librarians by the Sea podcast, hosted by the Swampscott Public Library. My name is Julie, and today I'm speaking with Lori, one of our reference librarians. We have both read The Dutch House by beloved New York Times bestselling author Anne Patchett. At the end of World War II, Cyril Conroy buys an abandoned mansion called The Dutch House for his wife as a surprise. Told by Cyril's son Danny, the story follows him and his sister Maeve as they are exiled from the house by their stepmother. The story is long and meandering, told over five decades, and details the hold the Dutch house has over the lives of Danny and Maeve. It is a fairy tale that will stay with you for a long time. You know, I read the book in maybe December, so um, I'm a little fuzzy on some of the details, but I still I still am attached connected to that book in a lot of ways. So I still think about the Dutch house and I still think about Danny and Maeve. And, um, you know, there was, there was something very kind of, I thought magical about the, the house itself and also the relationship between Danny and, and Maeve. Um, I had read a, an, I like to read reviews and, um, and also any kind of interview of the author after I read a book, especially one that I really like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ann Patchett said that the book, I thought the book, that the, the house was based on a real house. Did you think that also? Yes. And I also, really, yeah. yeah, I think I also, it had to have been, had, that has to be a real house somehow, but it's not. She said the house represents any house that we, that, that somebody have that people have a connection to that they love could be a house that you drive by and imagine yourself living in or a house that maybe you grew up in, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to, it, it, it doesn't, it's, that house does not exist. And I was so surprised by that. <laughs> I know. Cause it really, she described it so um, eloquently all the time, you know, she always referred back to the house itself. And it also didn't feel like, I always had to keep reminding myself, this is supposed to be in Philadelphia, which it never seemed to be for me. I always felt like it was, I don't know. And, in England somewhere or somewhere in Europe. It, it just seems so far away, but it was right. you know, just in Philadelphia. Someplace like more like fairy tale-ish somewhere. Yes. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Cause it was more like kind of almost like a castle in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so the book is about um, the relationship between um, a brother and sister, Danny and Maeve. Uh, Maeve is the older sister and um, she's fiercely protective of Danny. Um, and it's also about the relationship between da- um, Danny and, and his dad. And that was a complicated relationship because the father, um, Cyril, was cold. Uh, he loved his children, but he, he wasn't good at expressing it. And, and it's also about the relationship between um, the mother in the house and the mother and the children, even though the mother is absent for most of the story, and she comes back at the end. And, um, you know, it's all about a lot of very different, uh, very complicated human relationships. And um, what happens is that the mother leaves, and I don't want to tell too much about it, because I think people should just read it for themselves. But right. She ends up leaving and leaving Danny and Maeve um, in the house with her dad, uh, their dad, and um, a couple of women that help in the house. And they spent a couple of years by themselves, just the father, right, and the two and the two kids. And there you can see the relationship Cyril has with with Danny, which is really uh, is very impactful for Danny when he gets older. And 
And then he remarries. He remarries this woman, and she's not very nice. And um, then something happens to the father, and they leave the house. And they are their relationship, their bond stays forever. It's incredibly strong, even though they they do separate, they come back, but they always they have. There's a lot of scenes of the book where they're um, sitting in front of the Dutch house, staring at it, <laughs> smoking a cigarette, and you know, being angry and sad, and there's a longing. And I, I really always liked those scenes. Did you? When they're having those conversations with each other? Yeah, they were so honest. Um, and you could really, you know, get a sense of what their relationship was like. And, um, you know, why they were so obsessed with the house. Why do you think that they were so obsessed with the house and they couldn't move on from um, the past? Because I don't think, I don't think they... I think they, it was, there was a hole. I think they were trying to fill a hole. Um, and um, they were lonely. And I think they, they missed their dad and they missed their mom. And they missed, even though there weren't a lot of happy moments because the mom wasn't happy there. Um, I think there was a yearning for something. And that's why they kept going back to it. And, I, agree, um, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked it. I really, I, like I said, I, I was sad when it ended because um, I, I liked Maeve and I would like to see what other people think about Maeve because um, she was kind of like a, I don't know if maybe this is the right term, but like almost like arrested development. It's like she stopped at a certain point. She could have done so much more. And, and I think she sacrificed things to, to help to be there for Danny, to, mm-hmm. to push him out into the world. And she kind of stayed in her own little world. Yeah, she sort of becomes um, sort of like the the inner. She she can, tries to control the inner workings of his own life. Um, she does. Yep. For most of the, so her his life becomes almost her life, and that is sad. Um, what do you think about uh, Danny as a character, or as almost the well the narrator? He was the narrator of the story. Um, I, I don't want. I think clueless is too is too too uh, harsh of a word, but I don't think he really he was really connected to his feelings. And even though it came from his perspective, I mean, we had to, you had to kind of delve into the, I think the conversations and the dialogue to really understand what was going on. I don't think he lent a lot of perspective emotionally to, to it. Do you, do you think that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah Which he, I thought was interesting. Why would she let him narrate the, the story? I'm not sure why. I know. Um, I, I had almost wished that the story was narrated by Maeve. Um, Yes. Because I feel yeah. like she was just so much more connected to, well, she was a little bit older. She's, I think, what, like seven years older than him yes. or something? Yes. Yeah. Um, so she was a little bit older. So she had that perspective, but also um, just, she, it, it really affected her more than it, it seemed to affect him. And it, it maybe affected him because she was so attached to it and he was so attached to her. Maybe. Yeah. I think he would have been okay without the Dutch house, but I, I think she needed, she needed the Dutch house. She needed that. She needed that connection. She had no real connections. It doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem, you know, even though at the end you realized she did have a, a fuller life than I thought she did. Right. Um, and then I also, I was happy for her at the end with that. She had that connection with her mom. So you could see like when the mom comes back, you know, Danny, it doesn't matter to Danny so much, but it really mattered to Maeve. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, yeah. and that maybe explains, you could see the, the how, how big the hole was for her, mm-hmm. I think. Um, 
but yeah. And I, you know, Ann Patchett, she said a couple of interesting things. She said she thought she, she considered it a fairy tale. And they, somebody had asked her, why didn't she explain Andrea, the stepmother more, like her actions, why she was so cold? She said, because she can't, she's not capable of writing a villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. She was there. She, we saw her as the villain, but she couldn't, she, she didn't really give her, she really wasn't a character. She was more kind of in the background, wasn't she? I mean, yes, you didn't she, know a lot no. about her. No, she just sort of appeared one day. There was no sort of backstory of, of meeting. And then no. all of a sudden she was no. living in the house and she was the stepmother, the evil stepmother. Um, but right, no, right. there was no, she, we never got her story. Although she, I assume she was younger. She had two young daughters. So, um, and they never really had a, a big storyline either. The, the two daughters. No, they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of funny. So, but it but did yeah. seem like a fairy tale, didn't it? The The whole story. Yes. Yeah, yeah, even the ending, and I don't know, I don't know how happy I was with the ending in some ways, but um, right, I, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, that it was, but you know, if you look at it as a fairy tale, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't want to give away anything. Right. <laughs> but I think that when you pick the book up and you start reading it, it won't take you long to finish it, and you know, you know, whatever you get from the ending. You know, I think everybody gets something their own their own thing from the ending. You know? Right, right, yeah, their own version of a fairy tale, I guess. I don't know, but and do you generally uh, like Ann Patchett as an author? Very much so. I I didn't read Commonwealth. I I heard um I didn't hear good things about Commonwealth to be honest with you. Mm. Um, but I read I read Run, and I would really recommend that. That mm. I still think about. I still I think about her stuff. I do. I still think about her books. Um, and um, The State of Wonder. Mm-hmm. I read those two. Yeah. It was, she also wrote Bel Canto, right? I, is that right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't read that. I know that's her most famous one. I, did, I didn't read that, but I really I did like to say that. You haven't read that either? Mm-mm. No. There's so many books to read. I know. <laughs> so, so little time. Um, <laughs> exactly. What do you want to do? Should we talk about the Dutch house itself? I know we, we kind of touched on that, but. Um, the architecture of it? Yeah. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Well, th- th- the things I remember that there was there was this big door right in the center of the house mm-hmm. and it you could see all the way to the back of the house right there was yes. that do you, do you remember okay right mm-hmm. and i remember the portraits of the original owners and i think there are the Hobeckens, i i think yeah like the van van Hobeckens, van, van Hobeckens or something like that mm-hmm. and so the house basically stayed the same through what two families it it didn't change they inherited the house with everything in it and they really didn't change it uh, right? right there mm-hmm. was I, I can't i know there was wallpaper and i can't and i remember mave end up having to go up to the basement i mean to this to the attic do you remember that yes when when the, he remarried and mm-hmm. they she gave the the oldest daughter i think mave's bedroom and mave had to go upstairs right and then mave made this joke about I'm not going to be cleaning your fireplace, remember? Because it was like kind of a reference to Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. Do, what do you remember? I remember the portraits. I don't yeah. really. I just remember her describing things as, um, you know, very ornately and everything was super embellished. And I think, yeah, wallpaper probably. Um, and a lot of stairs because the right. father had been injured in the war. 
right? Mm -hmm. So he, and I remember one point that there was mentioned like, why would he buy a house that had so many stairs? So I kind of see it as being very tall too. Um, yes. Yeah, it, it very unusual in its architecture. And it was really in that, whatever that town was, that big town, it was very well known. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and why it was called the Dutch house, I can't quite remember. I think it's because of the, the, the original family was Dutch. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, so they have these huge portraits on the, I'm yes. not exactly sure where in the house they were, but they were. I think they were in the living room. Mm -hmm. Somewhere really Do you remember prominent. the first scene? Do you remember the first scene where um, one of the women, I forget the, the two women that, that helped, the housekeepers, mm -hmm. said you have to come down, Andrea's here, oh, dad has a friend he wants you to meet, and they were in the living room, and, and she was admiring the portraits. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And um, I think the biggest clue that we got about Andrea is that she was sort of obsessed with the house itself. You know, she was yes. someone yes. living in the town that, that had always dreamed of, um, you know, coming inside and seeing mm -hmm. what, what it was like from the inside because they... The big house, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And then they, the family itself, um, Cyril and his two kids, Danny and Maeve, they didn't there wasn't a lot of outside characters coming in and out of that house besides the two housekeepers no. that they had. It was just no. always just them. Yeah, um, it was just them. That and the housekeepers. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I forget the housekeepers' names. I think it's... Uh, and, and they were important, too. They were important to the story. Uh, they came in and out. They were always seemed to be a safety net for, those, for the children. Right. And they always seemed to me like they were still children. <laughs> I know. Throughout their whole lives. And even... After Danny gets married, um, he marries sometime later, um, and his new wife and his sister don't get along. And I always thought Surprising. that was—I know. Yeah, <laughs> I was not surprised. Was, yeah, I don't know. I—I yeah. felt I felt for the wife. <laughs> uh, Did you? Yeah. yeah. Studying to be a doctor, but then never ended up. Yeah, he didn't want to. She made him mm -hmm. so that he would he would drain the the trust fund. Right. Yeah. And I thought it was unfair that she didn't have the money to go to grad school. Right. The trust fund. Yeah. Yeah. There's also an element to it that I had read in one of the, um, the articles about them that I never really thought about, but it was about the father. They were poor. They, they were in New York. It was in Brooklyn, I think. Mm -hmm. And somehow he ended up making money off a transaction, real estate transaction. Then he buys the house. He doesn't tell his wife. They show up there. She's shocked by it because they weren't, they weren't rich like that. And there was a huge leap for them to go. And I think they were sharing like a one bedroom apartment, right? was right after the war. And that was a too much of a shock for the wife, I think. Mm -hmm. And so they live in this house and she can't, she can't, um, she can't fit in. She doesn't, she's not comfortable being in a rich, in a house that's for rich people. And that's why she, she leaves to go and help the poor. And then, so I think there's a rag, a rag to riches but it happens a couple of times in the story. And I, I never really caught that. I don't, I don't know if you, if you felt that because they were kind of rich in a big house and then they, Danny loses it because he didn't, he should have had the business, but he, they didn't, Andrea took it. Mm -hmm. And so that they were poor again and then Danny becomes rich again. I know it's, it's um, also something mirrored in maybe the, the, the Dutch, the previous Dutch owners where I think that they had started they built this huge ornate home and then I'm pretty sure ended up losing most, I think it was 
maybe the Great Depression or something or something. Maybe, yeah. Um, yeah. And then losing their wealth, and then yeah, it's like this cycle of you know getting rich, losing it all, getting rich, losing it all for all these families. You know, each of these individual families that come in. I, I felt for Danny. I felt that he. I felt bad that he did not inherit his father's business. I think he had a real connection to it. I think, and I think part of it was the Saturdays that they would go and drive around and collect the rent. Mm -hmm. And I think he, I think he thought if he kept the business, I think part of it, he was keeping his father too, still having that connection with his dad. Right. And, uh, you know, he did not want to be a doctor. He just did not. And that was all just a scam to take all the money. As so. much money as they could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you think about, the, you know, going back and thinking about this book a lot, something another thing I didn't pick up on but going back to think about the mom mm. and also Maeve what do you think about the gender roles that were in this book I was thinking oh yeah that's um, a good point yeah just when you mentioned before saying that the the the, mo the mother didn't have any idea that the the uh, Cyril was going to buy this huge mansion yep. right and then just purchasing it himself without even and then just yeah I think he brought Danny was not alive at the time, but just brought um, the mother and Maeve to see the house. Yeah. It's such a Didn't shock. Didn't even consult her. <laughs> no, it wasn't part Takes of her. out of her neighborhood. And it seemed, if you can remind, remember the backstory a little bit, she was alone right after the war, right? And she was thinking of going, becoming a nun, I think. Mm -hmm. And then Cyril comes and says, nope, you're not. And he drags her away and he marries her and they have a child. And then, yeah, without, she has no idea where he's getting the money. And then, yeah, suddenly she, he takes her out of New York and he brings her to Pennsylvania and he said, this is your house and, mm -hmm. you know, take care of it. And she was not prepared for that at all. And I think she felt very guilty about it because I don't, I think she thought it was excessive. She didn't, right. she didn't need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. There's the mom. And also poor Maeve, right. you know, she was brilliant. She was probably, she was probably more, she was probably smarter than Danny and more driven but yep, he was given the chance that the the chance to do this, you know. Mm -hmm. And I felt I felt like she she never really she really never, uh, you know, met her full potential. She never really did, and that was such a shame because I think she, you know, she worked in that factory where they packed frozen vegetables. Right. <laughs> like there was so much more she could do, but you know, like the end, I think you found out that she did more than you thought she did, which is good. Good yeah, to find that, yeah. that out about her, even if it took <laughs> the whole story, but. Maeve made me sad. She did. Right? She, yeah, she made me sad, too. I wanted more from Maeve. Mm -hmm. And she was not, you know, she had that also that physical, she, she was diabetic and I don't know. Mm -hmm. I wanted more for her. And I don't know why Ann Patchett didn't give her more. Um, so why do you think it was so popular? I, I know that this book was on, I think it was number one on the Swampscott Holds list for maybe it even still is for the past several months. I, I mean, it's just, it, people are really taken by it. I don't know if it's because it's Ann Patchett, who is a popular author anyways. Um, Tom Hanks uh, narrated the audiobook, which is really exciting. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I haven't, I didn't listen to it, but I know that that's yeah. been a, a big yeah. driving force to get that, those numbers up. But um, I don't, the cover also, I don't know. I love the cover. And that's Maeve. Yes. That's me. There's a, yeah. like an old style portrait of her right. um, as a so, child. You know, Ann Patchett owns a bookstore mm -hmm. and she originally wanted to name the book Maeve. 
And then she realized as a bookstore owner, what, what covers sell. And she realized that if you had Dutch house, and she said they're both five letters, um, that, that it would sell better. So that was, <laughs> that was why she, she, she did that on purpose. And she said, she said what she did with this book was she wanted to create a connection. And I think that's why the book's so popular, because I think you do have a connection to the mm. book. And I think that, you know, readers like to share when they have a connection with the book, they like to tell people that. And I think that people pick it up and they feel a connection and I think they, they pass it on. Um, but I think, no, I think the reason why it was so popular was because I think readers felt the connection with uh, Danny. And, Danny. Mm. and I know you and I were saying earlier that um, we still think about them as characters and as people and you, um, it's one of those books when you finish it, you just kind of want to check in on them and make sure that they're okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so true. Yeah, yeah, so hopefully. And like we know. said, I mean, it's not like we don't love other books because we do. Right. But there's, there's, I don't always feel a sense of loss for these characters when I end a book. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen that often for me, but I, you know, I think about Maeve too, as she gets older. Do you remember like her hair started, was long, right? right. She used to wear it in a braid and, and then, it got really gray. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yes. Just describing her as an older maid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. She's like almost stunted just in the, yeah. in the time period. Yeah. She, uh, you know, when they wanted more for her and she sits out there and smoke a cigarette and look at the house. Mm-hmm. For, for, that's how they would do it. He would come and visit her and then they would drive to the house and they would park across the street from the house at all, usually in the morning. Right. And they right. would just stare at the house. And sometimes Andrea would come out and get the paper. Mm-hmm. And she didn't know they were there. <laughs> yeah. That's a good story. Um, a common theme of the Librarians by the Sea podcast is to recommend books that would be good for readers now um, while we are social distancing. So mm-hmm. what makes this a good read uh, right now, do you think? Well, I think it's it's a little bit of an escape. I mean, I think there is a fairy tale element to it and i think that you know it's funny we we're all, i think we're all longing for connections because we're 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 our social distancing and i think that reading this book you will feel a connection and i think that's something we really we really need right now so. i agree yeah. yeah um we talked about the characters extensively but you can really uh relate to them or think about your own life in terms of how they deal with theirs um yeah they're very human of- they're yeah. very human. <laughs> yeah. And just sort Which of get lost in is, What? And just sort of get lost in their their own story. Yeah. And that's not such a, you know, there there's definitely, a, you know, I, I read books part to escape and I think a lot of people do. And I think, yeah, I think you're right. You can think you can just kind of get into, you know, Danny's, see life from Danny and, and, and Maeve's perspective and, and maybe just, you know, give yourself a little break from reality right now because it's, it's a lot to take in. So. Right. Yep. Well, thank you so much for uh, chatting you. with me about this. I, I love this book and I'm glad that you liked it too. Um, yeah. And hopefully yeah. Uh, I'll give it two patrons. thumbs up. Yeah, good. <laughs> and hopefully our patrons <laughs> like it too. Okay. Yes, yes. Thank you, Julie. Yes. Thank you. It was good talking to you. You too. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. All right, bye.